Welcome everyone to Tamriel Adventures, a show bringing you information from all across the far reaches of Tamriel. I am your host, Eric, aka Sulior, and we are continuing the theme of Skyrim-related lore uh, with the release of Greymore still on the horizon, but uh, today we are going to start going through the different factions that you see and give you a little bit of history behind them. And the faction that we're going to be going through today is everyone's favorite here-seen-worshipping warriors, the Companions. But before we get to that, we do have a couple of bits of news. Nothing really earth-shattering, just a reiteration that Elder Scrolls VI is still a long ways away. People have been hounding all of the Bethesda developers, Pete Hines and Todd Howard especially, for um, information because all we've seen is this few second long video of a mountain range and the words Elder Scrolls 6 so of course people are going to be hungry for information myself included and I would imagine you guys would be too if you're listening to this and Todd Howard recently said once again that it's definitely happening and but there's, you know, they're not saying when. And Pete Hines, I love the fact that he's very vocal on social media and he's constantly talking to people on there. He said that it's several games down the pipeline. They want to release a few games first. And God bless Bethesda. They want to be known for more than just Elder Scrolls and Fallout. So... All we know right now is that they want to release Starfield first, um, which I myself don't really know a lot about Starfield, except obviously it's going to be about space. And that the Skyrim grandma is going to be an NPC in the game. And if you haven't checked out her, her YouTube channel, look her up. Her name is Shirley, and she is the greatest Um, Also, I guess there's a mod for Skyrim that adds her as a follower. I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, but if you search Skyrim Grandma on the Skyrim Nexus, I'm sure you'll find it. Um, As far as ESO news, there's nothing really, except that they, for a very short time, have Atronach. Uh, themed crown crates in the crown store and uh, you can get them for like 400 coins I got a couple of these I've been bored and I've had a few thousand crowns saved up uh, from a couple of months worth of ESO plus so I made my Dunmer character or not a warp but a vampire and then like I said, I got bored, so I got a couple Storm Atronaut crown crates and a uh, Gloom Spore crown crate because those are still around. And um, the only thing really of significance that I got from that was I got a Scamp as a non-combat pet. So I think I made that my Denver character's follower. Um, 
And then I got a few invisibility potions, which is nice because I just did a mission where I'm not supposed to kill anybody. I just need to sneak around. So with my uh, Denver character, I, like I said last time, I think I said this last time, but I finished the um, Clockwork City DLC and that was cool. Um, I forgot to mention that you take a short trip to the Everglow, I think is what it's called, the realm of uh, Nocturnal, which was interesting. Um, so that add that to the Plains of Oblivion that you can visit in ESO. And now I'm working on Orsinium, the uh, orc city in Roth the Rothgar region up in the far north. So, um, yeah, I've been working on that, and I've been continuing with my crafting writs. I saved up enough to where I bought a house in the rift called Autumn Gate, which is a small house, but it does have a little bit of a yard and then a big gate around it. So, I don't know if I mentioned, I also bought Snug Pod, so I've got like... 12, 13, maybe 14 houses now. So definitely getting close to... I'm, I'm, I'm definitely getting there in my quest of having um, houses in most of the regions. I've got them in quite a few of the provinces. I've got one that's in uh, I think the Alkir Desert. So I'm, I'm racking them up. With my Altmer character, I've been continuing with the Ebonheart Pact quests. I finished all of the the uh, zone quests for the Ebonheart Pact in Stone Falls, and now I'm working on Deshaun. I'm almost done with the ones in the Caldwell, Caldwell's Almanac uh, with the uh, Deshaun quest. And the ironic thing about that is, is the main story with the Ebonheart Pact's uh, quest line. And Deshaun has to do with a plague. So not only am I dealing with a plague in real life, I'm also dealing with a plague in the video game that I'm playing. I'm not sure if that's a good thing. So, um, yeah, I'm going to keep going with that. Um, I do need to finish the Somerset quest line that I've been working on with my Altmer character, but I'm at least going to finish the uh, Codwell Silver quest line, the Ebonheart Pact uh, experience, as I think they call it in the game. But that's about it with ESO. I've actually played Skyrim a little bit, Skyrim Special Edition. Um, <laughs> as much as I've played Skyrim in the past, I've added a lot of mods to it. So I'm not going to get any of my the achievements but as much as i've played skyrim i really don't care about that so like i said i've got a few <laughs> i added quite a few mods i know i added moon path to elsewhere but i haven't done that yet as much as i've actually experienced elsewhere in eso um i have a player house called uh, house nocturnal i think is what it's called it adds a house basically right in Riften, or not Riften, but uh, Riverwood. So, and they give you, they basically give you all the, <laughs> the vanilla weapons and armor in the game, both um, enchanted and not enchanted. So, yeah, um, 
I've got my uh, death brand. I think it's called death brand armor. Uh, there's a side quest where you go and search for all of it. And um, I've got some, I've got a couple of followers that aren't vanilla. Um, one is Viconia Devere from the, uh, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name. Um, it's a kind of a Dungeons and Dragons uh, game. I'll think of it here in a minute, but um, I have her as a follower. And then I, there's a, uh, the creation uh, kit quest where they give you a, an armored, a dwarven armored mud crab. So I've got him as a follower too. And then um, I'm trying to think of what else I have as far as mods that I'm running. Uh, Forgotten City. I've already played through that on the uh, traditional Skyrim, not the special edition. So uh, let's see. I've also worked on building my house in Falkreath, the uh, Hearthfire house that they give you in Falkreath's hold. So I've been working on building that. I basically got it finished. There's just a few random things I haven't built in there. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I did. I haven't really done many quests per se with that. I've just kind of been messing around a little bit here and there, seeing what other mods I can run and get away with and not have it crash on me. But yeah, that's about it as far as gameplay. So um, let's, let's see. Let's go ahead and get into the lore. I might have to take a short break considering how long this goes because uh, Anchor only lets you record for a half hour at a time. So today we are talking about the companions and they are... The the, the uh, faction first started with Ysgrimor and the 500 companions and as I mentioned in the Fall of the Snow Prince episode, they are the group that traveled from at Mora and settled at Yorvaskar and and during their time in Yorvaskar the snow elves they, they were at war with the snow elves and the snow elves came and ransacked Yorvaskar which came to be known as the Night of Tears and so uh, Ysgrimor went back to Atmora, gathered his troops, and gathered, like, basically mustered up his troops again and came back, and then the war of the, between the companions and the snow elves just, yeah, the snow elves, we all know what happened to the snow elves. If you want to, if you want more information about that, go back and listen to my episode on the fall of the snow prince. The snow elves basically were driven underground and became the Falmer, the betrayed as the a couple of the remaining snow elves call them. So after that, they traveled south and they traveled along the... I'm sorry, here. The, the, there was a companion in Ysgrimor's uh, pack called Jeek, and he 
was known as Jeek of the River, and he was a captain of the ship of Yorgasker. And he was his, he was Isgamor's childhood companion and the first harbinger besides Isgamor himself. And he was the keeper of the now forgotten Oath of the Companions. Jeek and his crew were Isgamor's closest friends and the first to break away from the main group and explore the dangerous wilderness following the reconquest of Sarthal. And they found the Skyforge, an ancient forge of unknown origin, which predated elven habitants of Skyrim. And if you played Skyrim, you know what the Skyforge is. It's right there at Yorvasker, and Yorlin Greymane has perfected the Skyforge steel that he crafts there. So... The elves avoided and feared it as it was known to drive a magic almost as known as Nern itself. Some remnant of the gods' efforts to render a paradise in Mundus before the shattering of Lorcan. We'll talk about Lorcan in another episode, I'm sure. The companions thought them thought anything the elves feared must be worth having, and since the land around the area was fertile, Jeek the river established the Yorvasker the Yorvasker Mead Hall and the city of Whiterun. So Whiterun is one of my favorite places in Skyrim aside from Solitude. So Fallstone Hall, the headquarters of the companion of the companions of the Rift aside from Yorvasker. The companions also arrived in Skyrim aboard other ships including Kal Kaz, I think is how you pronounce that. The Krelat Lock the Fallfire, the Sadon Wraith, Wraith, R-E-Y-T-H, and the Yilgrimet. I think some of these words are impossible, I swear. The Circle of Captains decided that each ship should go forth on its own accord and make its own legend. The crew of Fallfire traveled south to the lands yet unexplored by other crews, and eventually they arrived in a region called the Rift. They fought and eventually defeated the elves that inhabited that area and the new captain. Bicord one ear. He ordered a construct the construction of the great of a great hall and the site of the final battle. The hall was named Falstone Hall and served as headquarters of the Rift Companions for centuries. However, no trace of it remained. So let's go ahead and take a short break and then once we get back, we'll talk about the Harbingers and the inner circle of the Companions. Stay tuned. we're back and now we're going to talk about the harbingers and the inner circle of the companions so several hundred years later after they founded the Faustin hall in the rift the companions had been established as an independent mercenary group the harbinger Merfil, i think is how you pronounce that the withdrawn feared that the participation in wars and political conflict would destroy the groups, the group, and decreed that companions would not be party to wars or political conflicts of any kind. 
ever since the companions had been had become lauded in Skyrim as impartial arbiters in matters of on matters of honor honor. God, I'm sorry, I can't talk today. At a time when racial prejudice and talk of maintaining the purity of Atmoran blood threatened to break the peace in Skyrim, the Red Guard Siroth the Lofty was made the first harbinger not of Atmoran descent. And I don't know if I mentioned this in another episode. I think I did. But the Red Guard people are not from Atmora, as most of the Manish races were. They were from a continent called Yakuta. And I'm sure I'll talk about that in another episode. So he likely helped to allay concerns of whether humans, other humans could be born with the heart of a Nord. So yeah, Nords are very proud warriors, as I'm sure you know. Sirach's reign was brief, although he did not install a mar- martial prowess in the blade work of those he taught. Generations later, the elf Henetir, the outsider, was named Harbinger after outlasting all the others better suited for the role, thus cementing the tradition of racial tolerance in the companions. So if you go into Yorvaskar the first time, you do see man, myrrh, you know, I don't think you see any beast races, unfortunately, but you do see both man and myrrh as companion members. Mostly Nords, but not all Nords. The companions also can also claim that at least one woman was a far, former harbinger. Make, M-A-C-K-E, of the piercing eyes. wonder how piercing her eyes were. So let's talk a little bit about the Inner Circle. If you've played through the Skyrim Companions questline, you know what the Inner Circle is. It's a group of people who are basically considered the more skilled of the group. So in the late Second Era, Colonel Longnose gathered the true hearts of the Companions in the wilds and invaded Yorvaskar, killing the Usurpers and became and becoming Harbinger. He founded the Circle, named after Ysgrimor's Circle of Captains. The elite companions of the Circle served as examples to the other members and effectively formed a governing body bent on venerating the ways, the old ways of honor through blood. Secretly, however, the Circle and subsequent Harbingers had been practicing lycanthropy, which, if, which I'm sure you know, that's uh, werewolfism. Pursuant to an agreement with the witches of the Glenmoral Coven, who had established a presence of Skyrim. So, yeah, basically they're like, we're hunters. Why don't we become true hunters and become, you know, werewolves? Werewolves were created by the Daedric Lord of the Hunt, Hircine. So, basically they became Hircine worshippers. So, um, regardless, the circle accepting accepted this gift from Harrison as payment owed to them by the witches for services rendered, but were deceived into believing that it would not be a permanent affliction. <laughs> yeah, they they really got screwed there. Uh, although not of them, not all of them felt that way. Around the fourth era, two hundred one, which is the 
time of the events of Skyrim. Some of the members of the circle, led, for, led by Harbinger Codlack White, White Mane, would eventually conclude that it was not a gift, but a curse with serious spiritual implications. Basically, in the Nordic pantheon, the uh, people who weren't afflicted by the lycanthropy were, when they died, their spirits went to Sodomgard. And with the people who were afflicted with lycanthropy, the werewolves, their uh, spirits don't go to Sodomgard. They go to Hircine's realm of oblivion. So basically they hunt eternally. So basically some of them were like, you know what? We got screwed. We need to get rid of this curse before we die. And it was during this time the group was targets. This is, this is going to be spoilers for the companion storyline. If you haven't finished it yet, even though it's almost nine years old at this point. During this time, the group was targeted by a group of werewolf hunters called the Silver Hand, who succeeded in killing several members of the Circle, including Harbinger Codlack Whitemane himself. Seeking revenge for the death of their leader, the companions wiped out the Silver Hand at their hideout. The Glenmoral Coven was also destroyed by a new warrior, which is your player's character. <sighs> wiped out by a new warrior on orders from Codlack before his death. So yeah, basically you go and you take out the Glenmoral Witches, which you're only told to kill one of them, but you have the option of taking all of their heads with you. And they're used in a ritual that cures the person of lycanthropy. So by the time you get back, this, you know, the silver hand wiped out several of your fellow companions as well as Codlack himself. So his spirit is in Hercene's realm, and you do end up curing his spirit. And it's interesting, if you go to Sovngarde, well, um, you go to Sovngarde during the main quest toward the end, that's actually where you take out Alduin spoilers. But depending on when you go and what you've done in the game, you have the option of seeing several NPCs that are of significance, including Codlack himself, if you've done the companion storyline and cured him. So if you've done that, you can go just explore some guard and you can actually run into Isgrimor himself, which is interesting. Um, you can see Codlack if you do the um, Civil War storyline on the Stormcloak side. Um, you eventually take out um, General Tullius, but his right hand uh, captain, I can't remember her name for the life of me, but she secretly is a follower of Talos and you see her spirit in Sovngarde because you have, of course obviously have to kill her too but um, you see uh, Olaf One-Eye um, who if you get the, the Bard's College uh, quest there's an effigy of him that you burn you can find him in 
Salmongard, you see the the High King that Ulfric Stormcloak killed uh, before Skyrim started. You see several NPCs of note, so it, it's interesting. So definitely <laughs> take advantage of that while you have the opportunity. If you only get to go to Salmongard once in the game. So, um, after you finish the companion storyline, several other uh, companion members will come to you and say, hey, can you do this for me also? Can you get rid of my lycanthropy? One of them who definitely embraces being a werewolf, though, is Ale of the Huntress. So, not all of them feel the same way as Codlife did. So, if you go to the UESP wiki, which is where I get all of my information, it gives you a list of all of the different harbingers over the years up to the up till Codlack White Main. And if when you or when you complete the companion storyline, your player character becomes the next one. Codlack's spirit chooses you after you cure him of his lycanthropies. So. Anyway, that's the companions. I'm not going to go through the list of other companion harbingers. And it should be noted that the harbinger isn't considered their lead. I mean, he he is kind of considered their leader, but it's kind of like Keenan Arthur's round table where the circle are all considered leaders, not just the harbinger himself or herself. So... I thought that's kind of interesting. I I mean, I don't know how they do it, but somehow they do. I guess it's considered a democracy. So other than that, that's about it for the companions. So what are some of your favorite memories of the companion storyline? Did you marry Ale the Huntress or Philkis or Farkas if you choose a male NPC to marry? So um, you can't actually do that until you complete the companion storyline. So um, other than that, that's about it. Uh, Next week, we are going to be covering the College of Winterhold. So um, that'll definitely be interesting. Check that out next week. Uh, As I mentioned before, we are are, uh, sponsored by The Hive. So definitely check out The Hive. He's a big supporter of all things gamer. As far as Nintendo, my other show, we did an episode on Sonic the Hedgehog this past week. We should be doing an episode on Bowser here soon, uh, so stay tuned for that. Durka, my co-host with Nintendo, has decided to avoid burning himself out on Atlas. He is going to be doing his episodes every two weeks, which I don't blame him on that. I've told him not to burn out on Atlas plenty of times. So it's good that he is uh, spacing it out a little bit. So as far as this show as I've mentioned before, we are on Apple Podcasts, so please do me a favor. If you like this show, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, please rate this show, this 
show five stars because I it's the best way other than just telling a friend to fail a family member or a person down the street uh, that you like the show. It's the best way to get the word out there. That way it'll hopefully show up and the uh, new and noteworthy, probably not new and noteworthy at this point, but uh, popular podcasts or, you know, podcasts of note. So please rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. I will read your review on the show as long as you leave some text with it. And if you would like to find me, I am on social media. I am at uh, engold08. My personal account's engold08 on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, the show's handle on Twitter as at TamRelicP and on Instagram at TamRelicAdventures. If you would like to find me in-game, I am on the uh, PC North America server at EE Gold. So, um, as I said, I've got a a uh, guild with the Hive, the Hive HQ. So, if you'd like to join my guild, I am definitely accepting people but unfortunately i do not have an xbox so we're still trying to get a guild for xbox and as i said my dunmer character is now vampire so if you need somebody to give you vampirism i can definitely do that so with my altmer character as soon as i get the next round of crowns i'm going to make him a werewolf so if you want lycanthropy i can do that for you as well starting in june so anyway that's about it so thank you the hive thank you durka um check out rum runners he put out an episode this past week and he will probably wait at least another week before he puts out another one and check out my show next week covering the college of winterhold so until then stay tuned and stay safe adventurers